Baldry's Beat, Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy last day of the session. Last day of the session, That's and right. it's an interesting one for sure, because the BC United Party has just put out a release saying that Harry Lally, the former NDP cabinet minister, is joining their yeah, side. So yeah. he's joining BC United. What do you think of that? Yeah, well, Harry Lally, quite the character. Harry Rosen, as his nickname is around the ledge, best dressed, uh, best tailored MLA. For, known for his fashion sense. They, I think he used to like that nickname. Oh, he did. He loved it. Yeah. Uh, so he was uh, the uh, MLA for the uh, riding formerly known as Yale Lillouette, now known as Fraser Nicola, yeah. currently represented by Jackie Taggart. It's a bit of a swing riding. It can go uh, either way. So it'll be interesting. No, again, we're just, how much can we read into this? Is if Jackie Taggart doesn't run again, well, yeah. does Harry Lally seek the nomination there? Now, I can tell you, there's no love lost between uh, Harry Lally and the NDP caucus. You know, uh, there's been a real fractured history there yeah. that goes back to him breaking with Carol James, one, yes. of, the, one of the MLAs who uh, took her, de- her leadership down, which left some um, bitterness uh, in s- with certain people, not all, of course, because some of them are actually in the current uh, cabinet. Yeah, but yeah, there's uh, there's not a love loss, no love loss between Harry Lally and uh, the current caucus. But he, as he says, former NDP cabinet minister, bit of a coup by BC United. We'll see if uh, that turns into an elected candidate. Yeah, he's a former BC transportation minister. I think he had a couple other portfolios in there. Long time MLA. He was also known for delivering a lot of largesse to his riding. Mm. He got a lot of government money into uh, into Yale Lillooet yeah. in terms of grants and infrastructure projects and such. Right. He won a lot of elections there, a former city councillor and merit there yep. as well. So he's a very well-known name in local politics there for sure. So that is interesting. Now, now Jackie Taggart, the current BC United MLA there, she's done a pretty good job in that writing too. So. Oh, Taggart's, Taggart's a solid MLA, yeah. no question. She's one of the top-ranked uh, uh, people in there. She's been on LAMPSI, the Legislative Management uh, committee. She's, I think, assistant deputy speaker, or, or she's the chair of the committee of the whole. Um, so she's very well regarded. But again, is she going to run again? I don't know. Never, yeah. I haven't talked to Jackie about this, but certainly she'd be in line uh, to maybe not run, but it's up to her. And Lally was kind of a maverick. Like He, he was, was a maverick. He would speak out. He would cross his own party. He yeah. would criticize his own party leader. Uh, most recently, the last time he was on this show, was during the NDP leadership contest when Anjali Potter, I remember when she was running against David Eby yep. and the party disqualified her. And he was, Lally was very critical of that. He went after the party brass. He criticized Eby. So he's yeah. been outside of the tent. He, he's been for a outside while. the tent for a long time. Yeah. So it's not like there's crossing the floor or anything like this, but it is kind of cheeky. <laughs> the United to sort of pull this one off. Yeah, very, very interesting. Okay, and very entertaining. Yeah, very, very yeah entertaining. he's a he's a character, and yeah. uh, we'll have to get him on here. So oh, for sure. Talk to him. Um, let's talk about regional policing. I think this is really interesting, you know, because now you've got another local policing fight. I mean, first we had this mess in Surrey. Now, Langley. now it's Langley. Yeah. Now you've got the township of Langley City. Lang- they're fighting over RCMP resources. Well, you see, in Alberta has launched a, a move to move away from the RCMP. Manitoba is kind of talking about this as well. So the RCMP uh, is uh, on the defensive, and I think is in retreat rather than expanding. So you again go back to that Nova Scotia. Commission of Inquiry into the mass shootings, highly critical of the RCMP, saying it's a broken culture. Um, and now you've got Langley, which is quite fascinating. They want to move away from the RCMP. As, and then you've got Brad West in Poco talking about uh, regional policing. You've got uh, 
others speaking up. But again, right now it's all talk. You know, it's it's a very complicated thing to pull off. You've got to get a lot of municipalities to to first move away from the RCMP, but then move away from their own municipal force. Yeah, which is going to be very hard to do. You know, um, councils and mayors become enamored of their own police force, and they're going to be very reluctant to give it up. Yeah, but we also had that all-party committee of the legislature recommend it, right? Let's, yeah, but let's, again, re- they, let's they, amalgamate they, these they, police forces. The problem was that, that committee had no skin in the game. They weren't mayors. They weren't municip- These are MLAs. Um, it's a different situation, I think, when you get down to the mayor and council level. Okay. It makes sense on the surface, though, doesn't it? A lot of other major metropolitan yeah. areas in, in Canada have done this. They've amalgamated this sort of patchwork of policing, and it's a, just it, a it's more been, efficient, better use of resources. It gets kicked around in the capital region, for example. Yeah. But everybody wonders, why does Oak Bay have its own police force? Tiny right. Oak Bay. Yeah. Uh, really? You need a police force? But every mayor and councillor I know in Oak Bay over the years has said, no, we like our police force. Thank you very much. And I think that speaks true for a lot of other independent uh, our municipal police forces and the relationship with their local elected politicians. Okay, it is interesting, though, to see the idea kind of gaining not, some it's, steam. It's not going to, you're right. It's gaining steam, but is, yeah. is it gaining steam at an incremental basis? You right. Know, this time next year, how much progress will be made on this file? Let's listen to Mike Farnworth on it. So this would be the minister responsible, public safety minister. He was asked about amalgamating all these police forces, regional police force yesterday. Here's what he had to say. If government were to go down that road, it would obviously have to take place with a lot of uh, discussion with local government. We need to have an understanding from a policy perspective within the ministry of how something like that uh, would work, because it, 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 is, it, it would be very complicated. I think this guy's had enough of complicated police <laughs> files. So what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the serious thing continues to sort of be more than a distraction. And the farmer's yeah. been asked about this since he became Solicitor General five years ago. Well, he's been talking about regional policing, but they're not, I don't think you're going to see the government lead the charge here. I think they want to see the mayors get out in front of this before they hitch their wagon to it rather than lead them through it. And I think the Surrey police debacle is just a cold reminder to governments of uh, how fraught with peril it is to change your police force. Let's listen to one of Farnworth's predecessor here. This is Cash Heed, the former Solicitor General in the province, and he's been a longtime advocate of amalgamating all these police forces. Let's listen. Big gaping wound in policing here in British Columbia, and we keep taking Band-Aid approaches to that wound. Yeah, I mean, he's been arguing this for a long time. Well, he was arguing this when he was chief of West Van Police. You know? Right. He was saying, like, even even when he was the chief of a local police force, he was basically saying, replace me. You know, we, yeah. should, we should amalgamate. Cash has been ahead of everyone on this file uh, yeah. and this argument for years. Uh, yeah. But, again, it's one thing, even from a former police chief, to make this argument. But trying to get mayors and elected councils on board with something like this is going to be a long process. Okay, we continue to watch that one. Did you watch Donald Trump last night a on bit, CNN? A bit. Okay, he did like the town hall meeting, of course, running for the Republican nomination for president once again. CNN took some criticism for putting him well, on. They took a lot of heat. Saying, yeah. Why are you putting this sexual man just just found guilty of sexual assault and give him a platform in like a that. civil case? In a civil right. case, yeah. Well, that doesn't diminish the crime or the the offense. But um, yeah, they're taking so now. Well, he denies it. Let's be straight about that. He says he doesn't even know the woman who. Well, accused a lot him. of convicted felons deny that they did anything wrong. Why would you? That's immaterial. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. also pointed out on social media, CNN has a real uh, problem. Their ratings have tanked since Donald Trump was president. They peaked when Trump was president. Right. And when CNN was almost must-watch television because Trump was doing everything. And they were covering him 
and got, took some criticism for basically a hands-off approach to his uh, his run for the presidency and then his presidency itself. And since then, their numbers have tanked. So you can't help but wonder: Did CNN put him, give him a platform last night, basically as a pure ratings ploy? You can't ignore him, though. He's the leading candidate but for the you, Republican nomination. Do you, but do you give him a, a no holds barred platform? Is that what he had last night? Yeah, I mean, had. the that host was pretty soft question. Well, the host was the criticized audience, for not being tough enough. Yeah, and, and the audience was just basically a Trump rally. Yeah, that was all Trump supporters in there. Okay. So do you give? Do you give I question. I mean, we wouldn't do that at Global. NW would not do that. Uh, to give someone just found guilty of sexual assault a, pl- a national platform with easy questions. You won't see that on this station or on Global. Okay, well, let's listen to a, a little bit of it here. So here is Trump. You know, it's interesting to to hear some of the questions. I, I thought the host was tough on him on this point. On about, a couple of points, she was. Well, yeah, this was on the, uh, you know, Trump's continuing claims of the, the rigged Rick, election. He yeah. sh- he's, he's the real president. Biden actually lost. He doubled he's, down he, on that He's last doubled night. down. Let's have a listen to him. Was Trump last night. I think that uh, when you look at that result and when you look at what happened during that election, uh, unless you're a very stupid person, you see what happens. A lot of the people, a lot of the people in this audience and maybe a couple that don't, but most people uh, understand what happened. That was a rigged election. Okay, your thoughts. Well, Trump being Trump, he doubled down on this last night. He's not out of the woods yet. On a number of legal fronts, you know, he's still facing a grand jury in Georgia over his attempt to overturn the election. He's facing fraud charges. He's, he's you know, he's got a lot of legal problems ahead of him. I don't. Wh- why does he keep playing this card, though? I mean, I guess it appeals to his base. Obviously, the yeah. audience there loved it. Yeah, I think there's a, a core group of the Republican Party. Yeah. This is music to their ears. Yeah, they love it. Okay, here's another one. Now, this is interesting. Now, Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court decision yeah, on abortion. Yeah, no, this is interesting. Now, I heard some some Democrats last night were saying we like that Trump is is coming out very sort of anti-abortion uh, and on Roe v. Wade as well because they think it's a good issue for mm-hmm. them in another election. So let's listen to Trump on that is talking about abortion last night. I consider the other side to be radical because the other side under Roe v. Wade and other things, the other side, they're radical because they will remember the debate with Hillary Clinton. They said, rip the baby out of the womb at the end of the ninth month. They will kill the baby in the ninth month. Okay, so some Democrats were saying last night that they actually like that Trump's uh, taking the strong position. Yeah, so Trump was taking credit for the uh, reversal of the Roe v. Wade decision, and there's some truth to that. He, under his watch, the Supreme Court justices that were appointed led to the reversal. So, yeah, Yeah. he can certainly take credit for that. But there's a series of public opinion polls that basically suggest two-thirds of Americans disagree with the Supreme Court's decision on this. And certainly in the midterm elections... Um, may have turned on this decision and gave the Democrats a big boost and potentially Biden a big boost. So, yeah, de- de- Democrats will be quite happy for if Trump wants to continue to focus on this, if he becomes the, the candidate. Spaldry's beat. Let's go right to your phone calls. Rob in Vancouver. Hi, Rob. Go ahead. Hi there. Um, my question was for Keith. Um has this Harry Lolly ever had a private sector job in his life? Uh, <laughs> it seems we're doing nothing but paying his pensions, no matter which party he's, you know, acting for as an MLA. He doesn't seem to have much in the way of conviction that way, except to be convinced that we really should pay his way through life, uh, his travel, his expenses. Well, one what of the issues... 
one of the issues Harry broke with Carol James on was the MLA pension. Remember Carol James? Oh, he wanted the big pension. Yeah, remember? Yeah. Carol James changed yeah. the NDP's position, and that caused Harry a lot of grief. Yes, so yes. So he broke with Carol James on that very issue. Now, what he's been doing since he's out of politics, I don't know. I've, only, I've had a couple conversations with him post-political career. I assume he's been doing something in the private sector, but I, I honestly don't. I'm looking at his, his Wikipedia page right now. He says he spent 11 summers working in the forest industry. Mm-hmm. So I guess he had some summer jobs uh, working in forestry. But he's been largely a career politician to a, yep. a great degree. He yeah, must be, I mean, he's, I'm sure he's got it. I'm mean, assuming he's had a job the last few years. One assumes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that that's interesting. I was just reading his statement he put out, too, where he says that he is pro-resource development, pro-logging, and forestry, oil and gas. And he labels the NDP as an urban uh, government. Right. Which there's a grain of truth to that. I mean, the NDP, NDP caucus is made up primarily of Metro Vancouver and Vancouver Island MLA. So the BC yeah. United Caucus is made up of basically interior and northern uh, MLAs. The two caucuses are distinct on that front. Right. Mike in Vancouver. Hi, Mike. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, okay, I'll make it simple. Okay, you asked a question about Biden versus Trump. Yeah, I think uh, Trump could beat him next time. But, uh, you know... Why, why do you think that? Why do you think he could win? Okay, why do I think he could win? I don't know. He has more... Like, you know... A lot of people disagree with Biden, the whole open borders thing, and people are fed up. What, 29% of people want to want him to run? But then again, about the same amount want Trump to run again, right? But in my opinion, that's one of the reasons that open whole open border thing, that all the everybody coming into the, you know, flooding okay. the system there. Well, okay, yeah. thank you. Biden is changing the border policy. He is toughening up. Tightening up the borders. Although they they don't they have a new policy coming up. Some of the COVID measures that were in place on the border, and there's mm-hmm. there are a lot of reports that there are a lot of migrants heading toward the border. This could be could be a political problem for could, Biden. Could, I mean, it is now. It could be a bigger one. Yep. No, Biden's got yeah. certainly a lot of challenges ahead of him. I think I think the one difference is Trump is now a known quantity. Yeah. He wasn't really known, but when he he was known, but nobody really knew what we were getting with Trump when he. Well, he's got year. a lot more baggage now too. He's got way more baggage. He's also, you know, he was part of the establishment. He ran against the establishment, you know, drained the swamp in Washington. Well, he ran the swamp for four years, <laughs> uh, so it's harder for him to play that card. Chris and Langley, hi, Chris. Go ahead. Yeah, just for clarity, uh, the that Trump uh, the town hall is about 50-50 uh, Trump supporters that they show the audience a few times and they're clapping and laughing and there's a bunch of people that weren't laughing and clapping clapping and a bunch right. of yahoos that were. So it'd be interesting to see Fox. They, they would never make that mistake, so I'm not sure how these guys even got in the building. Uh, but I, I'm curious on the police force. Uh, quickly, uh, did, did you know, like uh, uh, RCMP, do they collect fines, say speeding tickets? Is that a federal collection? And and, and then, of course, Vancouver police, are they collecting municipal uh, funds when they give out a speeding ticket or does it all go to one spot? Do you know? Uh, good question. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, so, ticket you know? revenue has changed from yeah. time to time. Municipalities get a bigger share uh, and governments have changed the rules when it comes to ticket allocation in terms of fines. But one of the th- questions of the RCMP, there have been critics saying, why is the RCMP involved in seatbelt checks and, and counterattacks? Uh, checks. They should be a national police force rather than municipal. Keith, thanks for coming in. Talk to you Monday because you're not here tomorrow. Correct. Thanks a lot.